When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Kingdom Life with Prophetess Alandis Porter. This show is designed to feed and nourish kingdom leaders to reflect the heart of God. Listen and be blessed. Good morning and welcome to Kingdom Life with Apostle Alandis Porter. You have tuned into the Release the Word Radio Network, and we're so happy that you joined us this morning um, because we have been talking about our kingdom responsibility, and we our emphasis has been the fruit of the Spirit. And last week we got opportunity to explain exactly what the fruit of the Spirit is and how important it is in the life of not only kingdom leaders, but in the lives of believers at large. And we just really broke down. So those who didn't get opportunity to join the show on last week, please go back on demand um, to blog talk radio forward slash release the word and just look under kingdom life. And you'll see our kingdom responsibility, the fruit of the spirit because we really want you to get the background of where we're going with this. So today we're going to continue, and we're actually going to go through each and every attribute in the fruit of the Spirit. So today we're going to be talking about love. I was going to try to join two in, but love is so vital and so important and so big in our Christian walk that I want to take an entire um, segment to concentrate on love. So I want you to get your tablets, get your pens and paper, get your Bible, tell a friend, and get ready because this is going to bless your life. So I'm going to take a short break, and we'll be right back in one moment.
what your heart's desire tonight. Come on, lift your voice and sing it with us tonight. All right, we're back. Those of you who are just tuning in, you have tuned in to Kingdom Life with Apostle Landis Porter, and you've tuned into the Release the Word Radio Network. Um, we are still in our series, the Fruit of the Spirit series, and today our concentration will be the first fruit of the Spirit, which is love And I believe that there's a reason That it's ranked number one Because it's one of the most Important Fruit that we can carry And it's Also uh, Very Vast It also like I said um, In the teaching last week It connects all the other fruit Without the fruit of the Spirit of love the other ones don't operate very well without it. If love is not the underlying motive behind all the rest of them, then eventually you'll see a breakdown in each and every one of them. So I want to pray before I start teaching because if I have found out two things in my walk with God, the enemy fights us most in our minds and in our hearts. And I want to make sure that this word word gets sealed in your heart so you can go and walk it out in your lives. So, Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy, for your grace. Father, we thank you for blessing the Bible and the teaching on the fruit of the Spirit. We thank you for each fruit, and we most of all thank you for the fruit of love because you are love, and if it was not for your love, we would not be who we are today. So, Father, we say thank you 
Lord, and I ask that you would word my mouth, Father, make every word that I speak like that of a pen of a ready writer. Father, let this be a word that's spoken in season, and let us not just be hearers of the word, but let us be doers also. And, Father, we ask that this word would be filled with power and your anointing and give us the grace to walk it out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, we're going to go right into the lesson. And um, like I said, if you're just joining us, we're teaching on love, which is one of the fruits of the spirit, and like I just said, if I was to rank it, I would rank it number one because of the quality of love, and I believe that's why it's listed as number one in scripture. I want to read 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 13th verse, and I'm going to read it in the NIV version of the Bible, and it says this, and now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And today, we just want to emphasize and explore how our faith finds love. And I'm going to give you several different definitions, and then I'm going to give you the definition of love in the Greek as well, because it's going to mean very much to you. Um, Love defined as unselfishness, benevolent concern for another, brotherly concern, the object of brotherly concern or affection, the self-denying, self-sacrificing, Christ-like love, which is the foundation of all other graces, unselfish, loyal, benevolent, concern for another's well-being, the highest esteem which God has for human children and high regard which they in turn should have for him and other people. And the last one, to love, to have affection for someone, to like, to be a friend, to love other brothers and each other. Um I believe that uh, the the one that, that really will stand out is the definition in the Greek. The Greek word for love is agape. And the meaning is God's fruit of love, which gives itself away with pure motive and most generously. And our proof of that found in St. John 3.16. When it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sacrificed the one thing that meant the most to him. And many and all uh, who are genuine parents who truly love their children would have that same sentiment, um, that if you were to sacrifice your child in any uh, level, that would be a a great sacrifice. And God did it for all humanity. He did it for each and every one of us. And when he knew that there would be some who wouldn't love him back, he did it before we even loved him. He did it for those who will never love him. 
And it's amazing. That's one of the greatest sacrifices that we will ever know. And he did it so we could escape hell, so we would not be punished for all eternity, and so that we could actually spend our eternity with him like he intended in the beginning. We had a great example in Jesus alone of how great the love of God is. And that's the kind of love that God wants us to duplicate on the earth to others. So when we look at love, we find that miracles can be counterfeited and gifts can be imitated. But the fruit of the Spirit cannot be imitated. And you may ask why. Because the fruit of the Spirit is manifested by what a person is, not what a person does. Because remember, the fruit of the Spirit are character traits. This is what people see when they look at you. Um, God tells us in the Bible that by their fruits shall you know them. And the most important part even of the message which Jesus preached was that what's on the inside was the thing that was most important. And and for us to build on those things, for us to grow, and nurture were on the inside. And and that brings power to our lives. It shows the power of who God is in us. It wasn't so much about the miracles he performed rather than the message that he left for us. Because when we think about our lives, we shall be known and remembered by what we are rather than what we do. To always remember. Let's move on. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says this, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, Man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So your heart is where your belief system lives. So what you truly believe in your heart is what will be seen in your life. The Bible tells us again to solidify that. Proverbs 23 and 7 tells us, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink that he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. And if you read that entire chapter of 23, you will see all the other things that can happen when your motives is not pure in your heart. So just think about this. Your heart thinks because that's where your belief system lives. So whatever I believe in my heart 
is what I see happening in my life. So actually my heart is what tells my mind what to believe because that's what I believe in my heart. And then I think it in my mind, and then that's what comes out of my mouth. And now it's in my atmosphere. So we want to make sure what's in our heart is right. And we want our hearts to be filled with love. And you may be asking the question, well, how do I get there? How do I begin this love walk that I can love like God, that people will be able to see that reflection in my life? Well, let's go over to Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you will present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So first things first, by the renewing of our mind. The thing that happens is when we come to God and we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, our mind doesn't automatically transform. Our mind has to be renewed. So the same thoughts that you had before you confessed God, if you just did it five minutes ago, you'll still have the same thought process after you confess it because it's your nature that changes into the nature of God. It changes back to the image that God wanted you to be in the beginning. But your mind gets transformed through the Bible, which is the word of God. We've got to read it. We've got to let it sink in. And we've got to let it transform us. Do that in order for that to happen. If you are just banking on, okay, I I accepted the Lord, I confessed him, I believe it, and that's all you do, and I'm just going to go to church, and that's all I'm going to do, you're not going to be very effective in your Christian walk because you've got to do more. You've got to um, allow the word of God to sanctify you and change and transform you, allow it to change your mind. The Bible tells us in St. John seventeen seventeen, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I have sent them into the world. And for theirs also might be sanctified through the truth. And that's Jesus talking. He was an example so we could be who we are. He was our example first. If you ever want an example of us living effective in our life as believers, All we have to do is look at the life of Jesus. He was tried on everything that we are being tried in, every test that we have, everything that we experience, he experienced, yet without sin. That lets me know that we can live a victorious life 
we can overcome anything that we're faced with and anything we battle. Yes, the world is dark. Yes, there's all kind of, we turn on the TV, we see sex all over the TV. We see cursing. Um, Even if I was to, to reflect back on when I was a child compared to now, when I was a child and I looked at TV, we had nothing like the TV we have right now. You didn't hear cursing on TV. You didn't see sex on TV. Uh, it was very pure, very family-oriented, and we've strayed away in a lot of areas of of what uh, we would want and what we value morally in our lives. A lot of us don't watch certain programs because of the message that it sends to us and our children, um, that sends to our marriages. There are certain things we don't want to carry ourselves in because it goes against what we believe. So that means we have to nurture what we believe. We have to allow God's truth to honor and and, and expose things in our hearts so that he can bring light to those areas and they can be able to be transformed through his word. The word is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, which means the word cuts from two ends. You're reading the word and it's cutting, you're, and it's, it's cutting from you reading it, then it's cutting you by, by you reading it. So while you're reading the word, the word is reading you because it's doing two things at the same time. And it begins to take root on the inside, which is why God um, referenced to us living by the fruit of the Spirit. He is the, the tree. We're like a tree. He said it was like a tree and branches. But we've got to be connected to the vine. And how do we do that? We do that through prayer, through communion and communication with God. We do that through reading our Bible daily. I don't care if you read one scripture a day. You've got to read it so it can transform you, so you can be those more than conquerors, so that you can overcome those habits in your life, so you can change. So there's some responsibility that we have on our part as well. Now, what does the Bible say about how we are to love? Romans 12 and 9 says this, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. One of the questions many of you have, and I'm sure the first thing that was said was, what in the world does dissimulation mean? It means to disguise or conceal under false appearance, dissemble, to dissimulate one's true feelings about a rival. It means to conceal one's true motive, their thoughts, by some pretense. 
in your speaking or in your action. It's being hypocritical in a nutshell. So it's not exposing what I truly feel. There's a word for that, deception. And who is the author of deception? The devil. He comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. So everything about him, he is the father of lies. So, of course, he's not going to ever allow you to see or know truth if it's up to him. So God said we are to love without that, without um, concealing our motives, without um, false pretense. So we are not loving with ulterior motives. We're not loving in disguise. We're not hiding who we really are because when we really love, we can show people who we really are. God just gave me a quote the other day, and I I just posted it on my Facebook page. And it says, love allows us to walk in truth with someone and still let them make their own choice. That's what God does for us every day. He gives us the truth. He tells us this truth. He leads us in the way we should go, but he doesn't make us do it. God is not a dictator. He allows us to yet make our own choice, even when choosing him or not. That's what love does. Love does that every day, and that's what we are to imitate. That's what we are to duplicate. Now, the Bible gives a great definition of love again in 1 John 4 and 6. And it simply says this, God is love. It's simple, it's to the point, it's complete, and it's easy to remember. God is love. Notice that it didn't say God does know. That's not what it says. It says God is love. And in the manifestation and who and what God is, his word proclaims that to a needful world, to those who are lost. He loved us. While we were yet in sin, while we were lost, before we even loved him, he showed his love. He proved his love toward us. And like I said, that was um, quoted in in St. John chapter 3, verse 16. That's where we come to know how God felt about us. And I'm sure that everyone listening would agree with this. One of the toughest things about love is being loving to others. People are not easy to love. But what about uh, even those who are unlovely people and those who are our enemies? You probably say, how is it possible to love like God loves. 
if we think about it in our natural minds and in logic, in truth, it is it is an impossible thing for us to do as normal human beings, which is why we have to do things in the spirit because we are not capable in our human spirit to do such. That's why it tells us to walk in the spirit. And this is a powerful thought. If we would think about how of a major impact would we have in the world if we were so hungry for the love of God that we became the people of Jesus Christ and began to love like him, if we began to love like God loves, imagine how much of an impact it would be to the world. There would probably be no world hunger. There would be a whole lot of people who were not poor. There would be a whole lot of people who would not be suffering because the Bible says the poor will be among us always. So there will be people that are poor, but I'm sure there would be not as many because the the wealthiest people in the world and the people that are wealthy would be sharing, even those who don't have extreme wealth. We would share whatever we have with others. We would show compassion. We would show others the same grace that we require. We would be nice always. We would know the power of kindness because we would love like God. There's a lot of things we would take that we don't now. There's a lot of things that we would not do that we do now because we would be walking in the love of God. And that's exactly what he desires for our lives. And the way that happens is through sanctification, allowing God to come in and change us, to transform us, and to show us how to live effectively as sons, as daughters, As kingdom ambassadors, we would represent him well if we would allow him to teach us how to love. I'm going to take another short break, and then we're going to continue. I'll be right back. I'm down. 
It is only when the love of the Holy Spirit flow and enter into our personality that we can begin to love God, love ourselves, and love one another to the degree, to the intensity that God would really like to see from each and every one of us. We can only do that through the Spirit of God. And we have to know this, that we are to manifest the love of God, to show it, to act on it. It, It's a very special and exceptional action in our lives. And especially by loving an enemy or enemies, such a love removes all doubt that love even exists. It's um, a kind of love that Jesus showed. Beautiful illustration of what takes place on the inside. And we get to express that where other people can see it. Stephen made a comment to Jesus, and I think it was a beautiful reflection of the love of God. And it's found in Acts 7 and verse 60. And it says this, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Now, this is a genuine fruit of the Spirit in action because love changes the character of people who love. You simply cannot express that kind of love without being changed yourself. Love is power. It's one of the most powerful things on the earth. It's one of the most powerful things that can live on the inside of you. And it's impossible to truly love others and still remain unlovely yourself. There, I think about um, the kingdom of God and the body of believers, and I think about us as people. There are too many people who have accepted Christ as Savior who still have hearts that are hard and cold toward others. And when you think about that, you probably say, why? Because they haven't allowed the Spirit of God to plant the seed of love on the inside of them so that love could take root and melt away that hardness of heart on the inside. And we have a prime example of that in the word of God when we look at the the life of Apostle John, the beloved, also known as the apostle of love. If we look at his writings, all of them were filled with admonishments to love one another. But yet we saw 
that he did not always hold that character trait himself. And that doesn't mean that he didn't have love. But for us to continuously love, that's where consistentation process comes in, that we have to consistently read our Bible and allow that Bible to read us. We have to consistently commune with God and allow him to commune with us. We have to consistently have fellowship one with another and sharpen each other because that builds us. That builds our love walk. That allows us to grow. And there's going to be many, many, many occasions for you to grow. Absolutely. Because your love is going to be tested. It's going to be tried. It's going to be perfected through those tests, through its trying. It's going to go through a purification process where you begin to see truly what's in your heart. I I, I love to tell people to do a self-check, and this will keep you in line, your love walk. Question yourself sometimes when you do things, and I do it all the time. Uh, I ask myself, why am I doing this? What's my motive? Am I doing this for recognition? Am I doing this to uh, win popularity? Am I doing it to make someone love me back? Or am I doing it just because I love, just because I have the love ruling and reigning in my heart? And that's what God wants our motive to be. He wants the fruit of love to be from a pure place. He wants that love to be the kind of love that causes us to show compassion. He wants us the kind of love, the kind of love that has grace, that shows mercy, that remembers where God brought us from that we could have once been standing in the shoes of someone that we're standing in judgment toward, our love walk will cause us to look back and remember where God brought us from. Our love will cause us to rethink some things that we're thinking about doing and then we'll say, hmm, Maybe I I don't want to do that that way because I don't believe that that would show God's character. That's not one of his attributes. He would not handle that that way. Love will cause us to walk out things in a different way than we would without God in our hearts. That's why you see people hate because they are not filled with love. That's why you see people seeking um, to replace love in all the wrong places, because they don't have Christ in their heart filling that void 
inside of them. So we have to pray, not just for others, but for ourselves. There will be times, the Bible tells us that offenses will come. So there's going to be a time where there's going to be people who will offend you. But the end part of that verse says, woe to to them that bring offense. So you you don't want to be the carrier that brings the offense, but people are going to offend you. But the thing about that is we have the freedom of choice. You can choose to be offended or not. You can say, you know what? They want me to be angry. They want me to be bitter. They want me to react in an unloving way. But guess what? I choose to walk in the spirit of God. I choose to walk in the grace of God. I choose to allow the spirit of God to control my emotions so that I will represent God well. And this is the last point I'm going to leave with you. And this, and then this is going to be the end of this segment of teaching on the fruit of the Spirit, love. Love will enable us to appreciate our brothers and sisters. It will cause us to appreciate our family and others around us. Love causes us to take the initiative to build up and meet the needs of others without expecting anything in return. We must allow love to be the foundation of our relationships. And I'm talking about the love that God gives us. Love manifests patience. It manifests kindness. It is not greedy. It is not jealous. It is not prideful. And it does not brag of one's own accomplishments. It is not rude or self-seeking. It allows you to not be easily angered. It does not keep a record is wrong or enjoy it when bad things happen to other people. Rather, love rejoices with others and helps to build others up. Love always looks for the best in others. It shows trust. It shows hope. And it always carries on. Love encompasses the purpose and the role of all the other fruit of the Spirit. So it is our goal as followers of Christ to do all things in love. I pray this lesson has blessed you. I want you to go back and reflect on the scriptures. Go back and study those things and allow the word and the love of God to be spread in your heart 
So until next time, keep living in full effect for the King. God bless you. If you were blessed by this program and would like to learn more about our products and services, connect with us on Facebook at Kingdom Advancement Global Ministries. Follow us on Twitter at KAG Ministries or visit us on the web at KAGMinistries.com. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like breakup R&B intense. I thought you said you loved the sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to Geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a gift. 